Calling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Every single syllable, but I love them anyway. So, hey guys, this is Lisa here, and I have Michelle Gray at vhealing8-arts.com. Hi, Michelle. Hello. And we got our, our boy, our boy, newly minted Archangel Eric, and our special guest today, Michelle Christopher, who is an evidential medium. He's going to share his journey. And first of all, I want to say hello to everybody, and I love you, Eric. Eric says, I love you, Mama. I love you. Mm. He says, hi, everybody. He's sending hugs to everybody, too, hugs and kisses. Some people might actually feel it. All Mm -hmm. right, so I guess we should just go ahead and uh, not, you know, not uh, stop, go, and just go directly to jail. I don't know what what we should use (laughs) for a Monopoly game uh, metaphors, but... Yeah, uh, Michael, go ahead and tell us your story. Share it. The mic is yours. <laughs> well, thank you. Michael, first, the uh, mic first. is yours. Mike, Mike, Mike. Thank you very much, you guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Michelle and I go way back. Yeah, so 2015, because I think shortly after, it's in the story, but um, I, yeah. I think that's around the time Michelle and I met. So we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know if that's a if Michelle would think that's a good thing or not, but anyway. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Eric brought us all together. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's, I, I, I tried to uh, keep my story brief because I could definitely <laughs> drag it out, but it's, you know, I'll have to say this, you know, looking back now, what I, what's happening to me right here, right now, I never saw it coming. And people that have, heard my story before. I'm sorry you're going to have to hear it again here because I know there's probably a few <laughs> listeners that have heard it, but hey, it is what it is. Um, you know, hindsight's always 2020. You know, um, the journey, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I'll try to keep in a linear kind of, uh, you know, storyline with this, but it kind of does kind of bounce around. So I will say well, up fine. until the age of, okay. <laughs> I will say up until the age of 45, I had no idea that I had any kind of abilities whatsoever. I had never had an experience in my life, you know, as far as paranormal, any interaction with spirit, you know, it was kind of just nothing. You know, I was just going about my business, living my own life. Um, So I'll start, you know, I I am retired military. I served 20 years in the Air Force. Um, Well, thank you for your service. Well, appreciate that. so I'll go, I'll start in 97 because looking back now, I mean, you know, obviously you can't see things laying out ahead of you and not knowing what their purpose is. You know, some people never find out what their purpose is, you know, but I, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of these events that I'm about to talk about, kind of lay the groundwork for what I'm doing now. So my mom remarried around the same time I got married. So uh, remarried, my mom did back in two, um I'm sorry. <laughs> when spirits around me, I, I start to um, stutter. <laughs> so, um, well, they can be overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah. back in, um, my wife and I got married in '91. That's around the same time my mom remarried. And when my mom remarried, her her husband had two sons, which I knew. You know, we all grew up in the same area, so I knew these guys before. And when I found out they were now my stepfather, was like, "Oh boy, trouble's about to begin." 
But um, so my brother Jason and Danny were both uh, born with cystic fibrosis. Um, you know, so they lived with that their whole life. Mm. And I'll just, like I said, I'm yeah. just going to kind of just go through this, you know, so I can save some time. So Jason was the older of the two, but um, at, at age 26, he got, he came to that end of that road. He was on the transplant list. And then two weeks before his transplant, he just began to go downhill and they called off the surgery because there was no chance that he would survive it. So he ended up passing in 97 at age 26 um, from complications oh from CF. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then fast forward to 2000, this is around the time I was halfway through my Air Force career. Um, I was diagnosed with kidney disease, IgA nephropathy. And I know that you're a oh, doctor, yeah. so you probably Burgers understand disease. that. <laughs> yes, um, yes, burgers, yeah. Yep. So when I was diagnosed, it was fairly progressed. I was dumping almost five and a half grams of protein a day. So it was, oh. you know, and it, the thing is, I, it was, I, I had no physical symptoms. I, I would have not known anything was going on. So, you know, they told me, hey, you need to get this checked. So I did, you know, biopsy, all that. Turns out, yep, IgA nephropathy. Diagnosis was basically, we're going to try to do what we can to slow it down, but it's going to eventually lead to kidney failure. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You know, so that, looking back, though, that was a pretty significant life event and a very good lesson now that I look back because it did. It actually taught me right then and there to live every day for what it is. Don't worry about tomorrow because I had to force myself to live wow. that way or else, you know, yeah. I could lose my mind by worrying and let that control every motivation I have for anything going forward. You know, so yeah. I just yeah. said, you know, I literally would have to look at myself and say, how do you feel today? everything's good. That's all that matters. You know, so yeah. it, it was, you yeah. know, a really good lesson back then. Um, yeah. So 2001, you know, originally we're from up, upstate New York. So 2001, the New York city, uh, you know, the, the trade center gets hit. Um, two days after oh. that, my brother Danny was on the transplant list for a lung transplant. He got called to the city. He had his transplant. Everything went fine. Um, 2001. So we fast forward, I think it was around 2007, he began to uh, experience rejection. So his lungs started Mm. to reject. Um, The thing is with CF, they don't normally attempt a second transplant because the chances of survival are less than 20%. But Pittsburgh Hospital um, actually took him on as a patient and said, you know, we will will do this. Um, So he ended up getting another lung transplant. um, And he, you know, he went through the surgery fine. Everything was going good. 2009, mm-hmm. I retired from the Air Force. And not even yeah. a year later, my kidneys start to fail. It was about February that they started, you know, going downhill. So I ended up mm-hmm. having to start dialysis around May of um, 2010. Luckily, they knew it was coming, so they started the transplant, you know, list. and Or not list, but getting family members tested. Um, my yeah. brother, my other brother, he tested positive match. Everything was good. We had a surgery date set for September of that year. So I was only on dialysis at that point, I think, four months. We get yeah. to two weeks before the surgery. My brother ends up getting a staph infection, which turns MRSA, and they called off the surgery. They said he can no longer oh, be a donor. Gosh. So, you know, and I, I kept a pretty healthy attitude, though, through dialysis. I, actually, I did pretty well, I mean, compared to some of the people that were going through. I just, again, you know, yeah. it taught me to live for the day. And I, I always, yeah. you know, I had that option. I was like, I have the option where my brother Jason didn't. I had, yeah, it sucks being kept alive by a machine, but I'm alive. I have a chance. And that's, 
you know, kind of what I kept in the back of my mind that whole time. It's like he didn't get that chance. I did. You refused to be a victim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the nurses, this is not me saying that the nurses love me. I always came into that place with a smile. I was always in a good mood. It's like, you know, this is my life. I'm not going to just bitch and moan about things. It's like, I'm good. Yeah, um, because it does not do any good. I mean, you're so right. I I, I think it's an amazing lesson for all, all, well, not all the listeners, but just a lot of listeners. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't do any good to be a victim, to be a pawn on the chessboard. Be the chess player, moving the pawns around mm-hmm. in the direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're so, so encouraging. And, and then you, it's all about perspective. You decided to turn this into a lesson that enriches your life yeah. and probably other people's lives too. So good for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just had to say that. Oh, no, no, it's fine. You know, and I did, I would continue going to work. You know, I did, I played golf. Yeah. My energy was low, but I did, I, I exercised. I made it a point to exercise every day. You know, it wasn't what I was used to, but I did as much as I could because it kept yeah. me feeling normal. You know, it made me feel yeah. normal. It was like mental health was super critical. You know, so oh, it was God. something that just kept me normal, you know, so I did as much yeah. as I could. And, and not only that, but it prepared me for transplant. You know, I was still physically fit. Um, I was good to go, you know, and I wanted to stay that way. Um, so, again, yeah. you know, my brother was not a donor. You know, I'm left, to, you know, another brick in the wall. Yeah, for about an hour, I was like, oh, shit, you know, crap, here we go. But I was like, you know, yeah. what else? It doesn't matter. All I got is uh, I'm good. Not even, not even probably a week later, I had a friend of mine who was still active duty. He reached out and uh, he said, I heard something about you needing a kidney. And he, I thought he was just asking me just for, you know, I thought he was curious. And um, he said, well, I said, why? You know, what, what's going on? He goes, well, I want to donate. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. You know, I hadn't talked about oh. probably a year or so. We oh, we had been stationed together, so you know, we knew each other. Um, at this point, oh, he was God. in Mississippi, and I was in North Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. And as you know, I know being in the Air Force, I was like, wow, to be able to get this approved to the Air Force, I f- figured this is going to take forever. Um, oh. Fortunately, the hospital commander found out what he was trying to do, and they actually have Air Force regulations where you can do this program. You just got to get medically cleared for it. He had clearance within, I think, seven days, and he was good to go. Wow. He did he did the test. He actually matched better than my birth brother. It was like crazy. Oh, my God. Seriously? It was because they do oh, markers. Oh, that's and some I, divine intervention. Divine intervention, man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I December, it was actually, I had my transplant on Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th of 2010. He flew up from Mississippi. Um, we went through the surgery. Um, both of us did fine. You know, he was out of the hospital in a week. So was I. Um, you know, I had a minor complication about three weeks into it. My first checkup back, they admitted me. They're like, we think it's rejection. I was like, oh boy. And it, long story yeah. short, it ended up being just lymphatic fluid. There was a, a a um, uh, little little cell of fluid built up over the kidney was just irritating it. So they just had to go right. in and just do a minor surgery to take care of that. Okay. Um, so, you know, it was good. So, you know, I get through that, you know, and again, I'm just moving through this really quick, but uh, we advanced up to 2012. Um, 
Danny, my brother, develops kidney failure, you know, and it's like, holy crap, you know, the medica- medication we take for rejection is really toxic. What's that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Oh. Yeah. So his kidneys start failing, um, which he started, had to start dialysis. So, I mean, this guy, mm. talk about people to look What's up next, Lucas? Oh, no, it gets, it, there, there's more. This doesn't end with Danny. Um, but he ended up passing in 2012. He ended up getting uh, developing lymphoma cancer oh. in his lungs, and he passed at 42. Wow. Jeez. So, you know, it, it was just crazy. Um, but, you know, looking back, both those guys, both my brothers, you know, it was just, if I had a moment, you know, where I started to, to maybe let that, you know, devil creep in and start, you know, making me feel down. I yeah, that those was two. it. You know, I looked yeah. to those two because what they went through doesn't compare, you know. Um, oh, but man. then, you know, what, what this is, this is, this is kind of where things started to happen. So if that's not enough, 2015, I'm sitting at work one day, my mom calls. She says, uh, I just got off the phone with my, my, with, with my aunt. My sister is stabbed. And I was like, what? And she goes, that's all we know right now. You know, and as soon as we find out, we'll get more. So I find out my sister, Jackie, she was my youngest sister. She was my half-sister with my dad's second marriage. Um, she yeah. was alone in her barber shop on a uh, Friday afternoon in her barber shop. Someone came in to steal drug money. Ended up stabbing her in the neck. She barely made it out to the oh. street, collapsed. She was 32. She was like five days away from her 33rd birthday. Um, oh. Two days later, they had to take her off life support because she was basically essentially brain dead uh, from loss of, you know, blood. So, you know, you know, looking back, I'm like, holy, you know, you, you just can't make this stuff up. No, um, God. So... And again, you know, I'll give you her perspective on all this. But so, again, up until this point, still had no idea that I was a medium. I had abilities, none of this. So this is kind of where CE comes in and where everything starts happening. So it had been probably a month or two after Jackie's passing. It was still unsolved. They didn't know. Um, I got downstairs yeah. to work out one day and I opened YouTube and open this video. There's this woman channeling this woman's son, Eric, and it was Jamie Butler. And I, again, I, yeah. the only mediums I had encountered were like John Edward. I've been watching him for years. I've read books. So I knew what mediums were, but no idea how they work. So I'm watching this and I was like, holy crap. After I was done working out, I went to the website and I saw that they had the psychic side or I think that was when they were working with unsolved cases or something. Um, yeah. So I reached out, I, I messaged or I emailed and I said, hey, is there anybody here that would does, can point me at least in the right direction to working with um, unsolved cases? And Jan Bakke and Linda Hack um, both oh, replied. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't ask a thing of themselves. They started just, we started talking and they started, you know, a little here and there, giving me information and I would send it back home. So I started to build this friendship with, with the two of them. And, um, great people. Oh yeah. And I was thinking it was probably a week or so after that first contact, this is where things started getting weird. <laughs> um, I got up for, I got up for work. Yeah. I got up for work one morning and, um, I'm an air traffic controller. That's what I did in the air force. And I'm still doing that now on the civilian side. 
Wow. Um, so I'm up early getting ready to go to work. And um, in the kitchen alone, there's nobody there. I feel somebody standing behind me. You know, I could have swore somebody just walked up behind me and I look and it's just me and my wife in the house at the time. And there was nobody there. All of a sudden in my mind, I, see, I picture my sister in my head and I see her standing behind me and I see her walking up to me and I feel this energy. And in wow. my mind, I see her, she comes up behind me and she puts her arms around me and she kind of lays her, her head on my shoulder. She just hugs oh. me. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, again, I've never had an experience like this. So I'm like, I froze. I'm oh, like, what, God. what is going on? Wow. Here? You know, um, and she probably stayed there about 20 seconds or so and then kind of That's fully backed time. off. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and, you know, so that I had that and it just left me like, what the, you know, what the, what the hell just happened? Uh, it took me probably about a week or so before I'd even said anything. And actually, I think it was Linda. We were on a Skype call together and we're talking. And I just happened, I was like, Linda, I had this experience the other day. I hadn't, I haven't told anybody about it. I still don't know what this, I didn't even tell her what it was. And yeah. she validated. She goes, your sister's here and she's saying that she hugged you. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And um, from there, you know, uh, I'll talk about one more thing and then, you know, I'll stop chattering here. But um, I'm loving so, it. No, no. Uh, because there are so many, there are so many golden teachable moments in everything you're saying right now, uh, you know, that I want everyone to absorb and integrate into their lives, into the very fabric of their being and their soul and their heart. But go ahead. <laughs> so, um <laughs> I think it was a, another conversation, maybe, I don't know, a couple weeks later or whatever. I'm on a call with Linda. We're just talking. And, of course, this is five or six years ago now, so I'm kind of trying to remember how it went. But anyway, we're sitting there talking, right? And all of a sudden, yeah. I hear this male voice say, tell her, tell her it's Jim. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And I ignored it because <laughs> I was like, what? where did that come from? And I wow. keep talking, we're talking, and probably a couple seconds more, and I hear it again, completely ignored it. Third time, and again, I'm trying to remember, so don't quote me on this, and Linda can validate oh, this. Oh, we don't know I'm any wrong. so you're good. Yeah, I know, uh, Linda, though. But, um, <laughs> so the third time, I hear him say, tell her it's Jim, I passed the cancer. And I stopped Linda, I was like, look, I'm hearing this voice, it's a male, he's telling me his name, he's saying he passed the cancer. She goes, that's my father. I was like, what? <laughs> and his name I was, was like, Jim. What? Sure. I think so. I, don't quote me. I, I, I think it was. I, I know I, I heard like that, his name. Yeah. She, she said, yeah, it's my dad. And I just froze. Okay. And I, from, if I recall correctly, we had a, like a friendly argument back and forth because she had said, well, you know, you're a medium. And I was like, no, I'm not. You know, so we went back and forth for about five minutes saying, you know, wow. I'm like, no. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, and she's like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Um, so really from there, it's kind of when things kind of started moving. Um, both her and Jan, they said, you know what? You should take a class with um, this friend of ours. Mimi uh, Bonham was a, I think she was on CE Mediums for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. So they put me in touch with Mimi and I took a class. And this is kind of where I want people to listen because this is, 
this is kind of where things really clicked for me. Now, with Mimi, she taught a four-week beginner's intuition class, okay? Now, granted, I said, you know, I had read about mediums for years. I'd watched John Edward. I had never heard or read a medium talk about how they actually receive their information. So in my mind, it was yeah. all TV. You know, I'm seeing, you know, thought mediums saw like they do people. So unless right. I was experiencing that, I had no idea. So I take this class with Mimi. Each week we learned about a new Claire. So week one was like clairsentience, okay? Mm. As soon as Mimi started talking about clairsentience, and she explained that most mediums, over 90%, everything's mental, meaning in your mind. And as soon as she said that, I was like, holy crap. I was like, things started wow. clicking. Like, yeah, I see stuff like that. I have my whole life. And then we get into Claire oh audience next God. week. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. So, Claire audience, same thing. I thought, unless you hear spirit with your physical ear, it's not mediumship. I didn't know. Then she explains, no, it's like your internal thought, like your self-talk. That's the voice you mm -hmm. normally hear. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And literally the light bulb went on and I don't know how, where, why I decided, you know, I got to explore this. I literally started a Facebook page with the sole intention of connecting with people just to try this out. And I told spirit from day one, it's like, I'm not working with symbols. It's like, you give it to me clear. I don't have the patience. Or the exactly. Yes. What does a rose mean? What does a rock mean to you? Does it have no, any significance? I, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh -uh. That, that's not me. No. I, I, I'm, uh -uh. I am a simple person, and anybody who knows me and has seen my work, they know that Good I'm a simple person. <laughs> I do not like that at all. And a lot of these, like Lisa something, or I don't know, but there are a lot that, that do that. It, it, it's open to so many possibilities. You know, oh, no, yeah, rose means something for me. I got one yeah. for my, you know, in, in high school and when they were doing Carnation Day or, what, or Rose Day. You know, what? I, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. it's um, I mean, no So that was my, okay. my agreement with Spirit from day one. And, um, you know, I could go on, but it, it just things started unfolding. I mean, I started, um, like I said, I think back then I was with CE. I was a medium for a while. Um I ended up getting on YouTube somehow with Mimi. I didn't realize it, or maybe I didn't hear her say it, but somehow people started knowing me. And uh, people started knowing my work from around the world. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? I didn't advertise. I still don't advertise. Everything has been word of mouth and just, it just is. You know, it's one of those things I wow. have to say, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's spirit. Yeah. Just like it, it, Eric was saying that um, that whole progression when you were talking there, he says that whole progression of after Jackie passed and, and finding um, Elisa and Jamie on YouTube and everything, that was all spirit. And Eric has, I'll just cut in and say, because Eric worked with us too. Um, when, if you remember, Michael, we had that group. Um, oh, yeah. With Michael, myself, Linda Hack, Denise Ramon, and um, Monique. Elena. Yes, yes, and and we got together uh, once a week, and we worked with our abilities, and Eric would pop in all the time and talk to us and and work with us, and uh, that was, I know, for me, and I think, Michael, for you, too, that, that really helped because we all were able to share 
our experiences and talk about what we were going through. Yeah. And that was way back in 2015. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when, yeah. how does Eric come into the story? Um, of course, her mother has to know. But I know, uh, of course, you watched the, the YouTube. But can you tell me a little bit more about how Eric personally came into your life? If well, you yeah, did. I mean, I, I apologize I, in advance. I apologize in advance. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, well, I read both the, both of the books. Um, and like I said, I, I somehow, you know, I, 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 like I said, I was a medium for a while on the page. Um, um, I, everything just blends together because I was kind of in and out with things because I was like, I felt, you know, working full time, I was in so many different directions. It's hard to keep track oh, of. Oh, yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, it was like, like Michelle said, we were in that group together. Um, so I had channeled Eric a few times way back when. Um, I remember one day specifically, I thought about this earlier today or yesterday, because, um, you know, I heard about Eric's pranks and all that. And, and, and Linda and I were talking, I was in this office in my home office right here. And I was like, you know, he never pranked me before. I said that in literally five seconds. Oh. My smoke alarm goes off in the hallway, and I told them, I, I about crapped. I, I threw my headset down. I said, I'll be right back. I'm running up and down the hall. I'm looking around. I don't smell smoke. My wife's in the bathroom in the shower, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? As soon as I came up under the, the uh, smoke detector, I see Eric pop in smiling and laughing at me, and, and it, oh. it immediately shut off. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he scared the holy bejesus out of me. Oh my god, that's so cute. Oh my god. I love him. Oh, he's good so at doing his smoke uh, alarms. He does you, that a lot. Are you, are you and Eric buddies? I mean, do you channel him a lot? Are y'all it's, tight? No, um, actually, I haven't for probably. Oh, geez, it's been years. Um, like I said, it's kind of. My my direction of my work has just gone in so many different directions, um, and it's kind yeah. of not. I don't I don't plan any of my work. It kind of just goes, um, and I just kind of you know, like I said, uh, it, again with going through the sickness and everything, I don't plan. Mm-hmm. I literally I literally live one day at a time. I don't plan How anything. How are you doing? How are you doing physically? Oh, physically, I'm great. I'm uh, all. This December will be 11 years post-transplant. Oh, holy crap. All right, let so, me ask uh, Eric. Can I ask Eric some questions? Um, um, yeah. To both of you. Um, Eric, you know, here's a guy who came in, like me, only even worse, with so much freaking crap on his plate this incarnation. So, obviously... He had to come in on purpose, an unusually high vibration. Otherwise, he would never have survived this emotionally, mentally, et cetera. So is he an earth angel? Does he have some sort of, he had to have some angelic vibration in order to survive, right? Or no? I don't know. Well, he does. Eric's actually saying he's got um, an ET, he's got Arcturian energy. Um, He says that he... um, he put a lot on his plate in this lifetime, but he says that a lot of what had happened, um, he was in a lot of resistance throughout his life because he had different points in his life where he could have opened up to his abilities. Eric says everything has purpose to it. 
everything that he went yeah. through. There's a lot of purpose. And it also speaks to, um, Eric says, how he works. Um, he connects with a very big variety of people. And he connects with a lot of people that have had tragedy in their oh, yeah. life. Um, and so, yeah. Mm, and yeah. so Eric said that what he experienced in his own life and the losses that he felt and also his own physical illness and facing his own mortality was very much part of his being able to have empathy and reach people in that connection. And um, he also says, uh, Michael, to you that um, he's around you probably more than you realize that he is. And I don't know if you know this or I mentioned this to you or not, but he wants to remind you or wants you to know that he he wanted you on this show tonight. Um, he's the one that pulled you in and, and wanted you on here tonight. And so I think you're going to find Eric popping in a lot more often because he's looking at his watch like it's time. So you're going to hear a lot more from him and and popping in and working around you. Um, because uh, he's got quite a little smirk on his face, like he's got something up his sleeve. <laughs> and he also, <laughs> Eric, he likes the way you talk. He likes the way you talk, he says. <laughs> it's funny because um, I do, you know, I he pops into my mind. It's not often, but there's, I, I'm, I'm thinking back, and there is, there's times I think, am I just making this up? You know, I'm like, why would Eric be around me today or whatever? But I know over the last week, I was like, I just felt something. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. But I have to mention one other thing, because what you said makes perfect sense about being prepared. I almost mm-hmm. died at birth also. I have to, I have to talk about that because I forgot all about it. At one oh day old. Oh, my God. It I, started from the I, very beginning. Yeah, yeah, I had to have surgery. Um, I had a hole in my esophagus. And back in 69, obviously, they didn't have MRIs, so they just had to open me oh. up. Um, oh. And that's basically what it was. It was like, we don't think he's going to survive. Um, but we're going to try. And so that was one day old, you know, and I, I know that I had the chance to go back to the other side. I've had that yeah. feeling before That's and exactly I chose to Eric stay. Said. That's yeah. what Eric said. Yeah. But what you were mm-hmm. saying, Michelle, about being prepared, I often wonder, I'm like, why did not, why wasn't I aware of my abilities up until that, till that point? And I mean, I obviously, the answer was I had experienced all that to be able to, 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 to empath, empath, uh, to have empathy towards people that we're dealing yeah. yeah so you know it makes perfect but sense that being in the art, armed services made i mean like me being a physician and a scientist that made it hard yes uh, you know put up office so maybe that didn't make it so easy either i don't know i don't want to put words oh yeah no i've had um, that same thought it, that was not the right time to be a medium you know i had other things going on yeah. And yeah. again, I, I know things come around when they're supposed to, and, you know, but it came full force. I mean, I resisted at first because I was like, I'm not a medium. You know, it was nothing I ever even thought. And where I am now doing this full time, well, part time, but it's going that right. way to be full time. But I mean, right. uh, I've tried to run away like many mediums have because, you know, after a while it just gets to you, but. Sometime I'll have to share a story with you about one of those moments because I don't think we have time for it. But it was one of the days. I think we have to have part two and part three <laughs> and part four. But Eric, yeah, Eric, yeah. I want to ask Eric. Eric, why was it important, or was it, for him to go into the armed forces? 
mean, I know that reason on a physical. What his spiritual mission? <laughs> what his spiritual mission is? But those two, nothing. Well, you said it, it has it has to do with um, his being grounded. It has to do with just the type of person he is, and it was very much um, like he says the type of person that he is and the type of medium he is and he it's how he connects to other people like the Eric says like the left brain the um he says he's not up in the upper chakras not to say that there's anything wrong with that but he says going through his life and walking through life it's like having two different lives in one and the experience being in the armed forces oh has um he says it it's a way that he's able to connect with different people as well um there's a lot that the armed forces taught him and continues to teach him about his discipline um about his um uh what's the word eric um but going forward he keeps saying going forward in discipline and and michael because i know this about you too he's he's saying um, there's a way that you are with people when you do a demonstration and you often do demonstrations and you call yourself an evidential medium because you do bring forth evidence and you do bring forth evidence for who's sitting with you or who's in your audience to help them really connect and know who it is that they have there, that it is their loved one. And what Eric is saying is that part of your personality and what you learned through the armed forces comes through when you teach people because you don't just bring forth spirit you often talk about what it is that you're doing as you're going through it you talk about your i'm feeling this person this is how they're coming in this is what i'm smelling this is what i'm seeing this is what i'm experiencing the way that you teach so he says there's a very unique process to how you do it and a lot of that um, he says, maybe not directly in how how we might think you learn, but there's a lot of structure that you learned through the forces. Yeah, I, I wow. definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, not to mention, yeah. he also says the people. There's also people that you connected with that had yeah, words to you as well. It, it's funny that, you know, people have said this. They say, at first, we see your picture and we think, they're intimidated. I'm like, I'm five foot eight, 160 pounds. I don't intimidate anybody, <laughs> you know, but it's, um, you know, and of course, you know, mostly women come to mediums. I mean, very few men, but I'm changing that in a way. But, you know, it's a comment I get is like, you know, I hesitated booking an appointment with you, but within like 10 seconds, you're just, your your energy and your personality just disarms and all that goes away and you're just genuine. You know, and I'm like, well, oh, yeah, that's a for compliment. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so, you know, this isn't me saying that's this. Awesome. This is, this is... <laughs> okay, Eric, can you share another life that Michael had that is most influential for this one? It could be another a galactic one. I don't know. Uh, but can you do that? Maybe. Mm, okay, let's see here. I love you. <laughs> He's like, I love you, Mom. <laughs> I love you. Okay, let's see. He's actually showing, um, he's showing Michael in a very secluded life. Um, He's calling this uh, a life of preparation. And he's showing him being secluded away from people. 
Um, okay, let's see here. She's of all the things he's showing me, Michael being living on a, a mountain or a hill, being by himself. Um, he says like a mountain man. Um, oh, I can validate for I can validate that for you because I had a past life regression. So that that was. Oh, oh wow! You had that. Okay. All right. Because he's showing me these images, and he says part of what these connections have to do with on a personal level has to do with relationships and Michael pushing himself outside of these boundaries because that lifetime that he had with a lot of um, seclusion, um, there was a lot of inner work, um, a lot of a lot of work that was done on a very personal level, but he also shut people out. He preferred to be by himself. And in this lifetime, he was given a lot of connection and was pushed into scenarios where he was uh, surrounded by people. And at times, he says, Michael doesn't always like that. I don't. So I, I, I fight, for my, yeah, I fight mm-hmm. for my alone time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so yep. Eric, do you have anything to say to um, to Michael? Any advice, anything at all? And give him a heads up of what kind of pranks you're going to do on him next? <laughs> well, he says, he says, first of all, he says, uh, he goes, dude, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you know, um, I know we've said this a few times, saying Michelle and and him and Eric, but he says, dude, this is just the beginning because you're making a lot of choices for yourself that is starting to spark some new energies. And he says, the last round of stepping out was practice. He says, this stepping out in this new phase of your life does have a lot of opportunity to it. He says, to keep pushing your boundaries, he says, as far as pranks goes, he's like, I'll say sorry in advance. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> he's laughing a little bit about it. Um, but he's he's also saying uh, he promises not to do anything with the airplanes. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> with it with the tech with oh, the equipment no. at work. He says he said he's putting his hands up like I'm hands off of all of that <laughs> stuff. But he can't promise some other things. Yeah. He can't promise other things. And watch your phone when you're at work. Watch okay. your phone because he's focusing in on your cell phone. So there's oh, something boy. he's going to do with that. But he's just <laughs> he, he's just saying that um, you are an excellent um, demonstrator, meaning that he says you do very well in large crowds. Yeah, you have I just a real did, pack with that. I, I just did my first one in over almost two years uh, last week because yeah. of COVID and you know, just things. Oh yeah. But it felt good to be actually in front of people again, and um, so yeah, it was good. <laughs> he he awesome. says he's giving you a tap on the heart, and he says, "Keep teaching from that heart, from your experience. Oh yeah. Keep teaching that's, from there, and uh, he goes, you'll do just fine." Yep, that's how I teach. I don't have an outline. I don't have a set agenda. It's like I teach from my experience because I've had very few classes because I feel for me. I have to learn my own way. I have to do it my way, and I keep things simple. And that's that's kind of where when I teach, I I break it down. So like I focus on nothing but communicating with spirit. Just that's it. We don't get into yeah. the 
you know, chakras, which stuff I don't understand. I mean, I, it sounds weird for a medium to say that I don't understand a lot. I don't <laughs> because I'm like, no, you know, it's the same thing with everything. I have to keep things simple. It's like, no, all I want to do is talk to those on the other side. How do I do it? How do I cut through all the noise? Yeah. Not that all of that stuff is not important. It is. There's a human need for a lot of that. But for me personally, when I work, I just want to connect with spirit. So I just, for me, brought it down to that basic level. What do I need to do? just to be able to talk to spirit. And that's how I teach. People can learn about chakras and energy and all that, you know, with other t- people that know a heck of a lot more than I do. But my focus mm-hmm. is to make people understand, it's like, you just gotta get the mind out of the way. Everybody connects to spirit. I teach that on day one, students connect. Because I, I just, it's just the way that I teach it and connect and teach them how basic it is and get their mind out of the way. So it's just one of those things that, I have a passion for it because I want I want people to know if we could eliminate mediums, I'd be the happiest person in the world because Mm -hmm. I don't say that lightly, but to see a person light up when they get a message for themselves means everything to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is awesome. That's the truth. Yeah. All right. So we can get in touch with you and people if they want to develop their mediumship skills or, of course, if they want readings, I guess. Right. They go to Michael Christopher Media. Dot com, right? Yes. And, and so you yeah. can teach them also. Yeah, I, um, yeah, and it's it's you know it's simpler. I, I again, I, it's I don't say this lightly when I say it's simple and it's easy. It it is. It's just we have to just get our mind out of the way and just. I could go into this right now, but I'm not. But I'm just saying it's like the. It's it's everybody can do this. I am nobody special. I'll tell you that right now. It's just I've learned how spirit communicates. I've learned how to speak energy, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, one last question before we take calls, or, of course, you can add anything after this, too. But, Eric, um, how do you want to work with him? Do you want me to do a Zoom interview with him? Do you want want telling Eric to somehow – do anything or yes. is it totally sorry what yes eric wants to bring him on and do a channel session with him yes yeah he's already told what me that like what he like wants a live to YouTube or? yeah like like do a um he says that to, to bring somebody through um he says that michael has a a really unique style of how he connects with the other side and he would like people to be able to see another version of how Michael connects and with Eric and you like an interview or something on channeling Eric. Yes. And we could do a, a Zoom a interview, but we could also then <clears throat> do a YouTube live where we just channel people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Channel for yes. people. Oh, for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Like taking callers kind of thing. That's I love doing that. Like yes. Taking callers. Oh, yes. Yeah. He yeah. wants. He's right. got his fishing rod out, Michael, and he's got his hook in you and reeling you in. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, all right. Uh, Michael, are you ready to? Can we all take callers or? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or... Right. Yes. Awesome. Let me see who is number one. Is person with a seven seven five area area code. Hi there. How are you? Hi, thank you both. My name is Wendy from California. Hi, Wendy. 
nice How are you? both of you. Oh, hi, I'm, hi I'm, I'm wondering if you uh, might be able to see how something will turn out for me. Can I, is it okay to ask a question? Well, of course. Oh, That's absolutely. What we're here for. Okay. Um, I bought some very expensive china from a well-known department store that starts with an M. There's a C in the name. And oh, I, know. Um, I love that okay. store. And um, anyway, when I got it, it did not look as pretty as the picture, and it had some flaws in it. So I called customer mm. service, and they said the man said he would send me an email with a label. And I said, well, I need three different labels because there's three boxes. And he said, oh, just put the same label on each box, and that, that's not right. I called back, and they sent the the United Parcel Company out that we all know, and they put two different labels on the other two boxes. Well, the good news is I did get a quick refund for four of the sets uh, because they sent the label, sent them to a very local warehouse for the department store. The other box got sent 2,000 miles away in Oklahoma, um, but... UPS did email me proof that they got it, uh, the date and the scan time and everything. And um, also, um, customer service said the computer doesn't like it when you start returning things of a large order, so they froze my online ship shopping. Um, I spoke to a supervisor by the name of Andrea. She fixed it immediately, but then it, it, uh, it stopped again. So I've been trying to reach her, but I've not talked to her. So do you see me? My bank is now helping me with, with the with the $152.98 that they owe me. So I'm pretty confident I'll get that back. Um, but I really want to see my online shopping reinstated. Will I get my online shopping reinstated and very soon? I kept seeing resolution. So, yes, I yeah. definitely see it will be resolved. Um, and I was seeing three, and I was like, okay, is this three weeks, three months? And I'm, I'm leaning more towards three weeks is what I'm feeling. All right. Okay. So I will get my own. Now, how am I going to get my online shopping? Because regular customer service won't help me with that. Um, so I'm, my strategy is I want my Bank of America to help me to get, because they can, my bank will communicate with their bank. And if I fax over proof to them of the UPS proof of receipt, all that. So I'm waiting until I get my $152 back. How am I going to approach getting my online shopping back? I'm not seeing that. Like I said, it's just in a, in a manner like on the radio show here, it's just really quick. All I see is resolution. So I see a complete resolution. It's going to be fine. Okay. It's gonna be fine. It's what was gonna that? Be fine. It's going to be well, fine. I, it, it, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to be fine. Maybe I, I should call the corporate call. office. Yeah, maybe the corporate office. Yeah. All right, good. Right, thanks for calling. Okay, God bless you both. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay, got somebody from the 347 area code. How are you doing? I am doing good. My name is Maribel. I'm calling from New York. Hi, Maribel from New York. How can we help you, sweetie? 
Um, I wanted some insight into like love and relationships. We're all ears. Go ahead, sweetie. Do you have a specific question? Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, I said it already. Did you not hear me? It's kind of coming through weak. Can you say it again, please? Gotcha. Um, In terms of, like, relationships and love, just a question. general reading. Just a general? Michelle, are you getting anything? Can you narrow narrow it down a little bit? Because it's... Like, are you are you looking for somebody specific? Is um, that what you're not hoping for? Not specific right now, but more so, um, I guess, potential. So are you asking if you're going to get love in your life and so win? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to share with you what Eric is just saying right away as he says that, um, you know, right now he says there's a, a sense of um, – not feeling completely happy or like a dissatisfaction in your life. And he says, is there love coming into your life? He says, yeah. He goes, of course there is. But he says, there's a a, a sense of you not really appreciating yourself, not having a real love and appreciation for yourself. And he says, there's, um, it's like the energy of resistance is in not sure if there is something coming for you or if there would be success for you. He says that's the energy that's a little bit stronger. So he says do some focusing on yourself, on what it is that you need for you. And he says and become really clear on what it is that you're looking for because right now your energy is a little bit fragmented, meaning that um, you're not 100% sure what it is you want. You want to feel good, you want to feel better, and you want connection. But he says start to become a little more clear on what it is that you're looking for because to bring in a relationship and something that is best suited for you because he says you could bring in somebody and have a relationship, but you want to bring in who is right for you. You want to bring in the best experiences for you. So he says start being really clear about what it is that you're looking for. He says, you know the things that you don't like, but have you really looked at the things that you do like? Mm. All right, so, um, well, let me ask you this. Is there any, can you give Eric, her some specific advice? I'm sorry. Eric, I mean, um, like, would benefit by the Atlantis Scalar? Uh, you know, opening up yeah. her the closed portals that should be yeah, opened yeah. to bring in abundance of love says, and abundance of all that? Yes, he says, yes, uh, portal work. And he also says on a, uh, a physical level in your life, he says, you need to have some fun. You need uh. to have some fun. Like, uh, he says, do some things that create fun for you, uh, whether you it's music. To- or something. I'm feeling you're a person yes. that needs to understand that you deserve all good things in your life. And when you, you do really, really yeah, when when you really get that, then you will get the things that you that of course you deserve. And, and that's exactly right. Yeah. All right. I think you need a session with you know Michelle or, or Michael. I I think there's more to be told here uh, to open up love for you and I know it will happen 
Right, thanks. Good luck thank you for having for you, Mayor Bell. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You bet. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, somebody from the 818 area code. Hi there. Hi, this is Shelly from Los Angeles. And I want to ask Shelley? a question on behalf of somebody else. Um, sure. Gemma Jade. And it's for a, a mother of Caleb Smith. If you can bring through Caleb. Michael, you want to get get that one? I didn't. I, it was kind of breaking up. Can I hear that again, please? Caleb Smith. Caleb. How do you spell Caleb? With a K or a C? Um, with the with the K, I believe, but it might be C. But it's C A L E B, and then Smith. Okay. And um, whether or not I want to do this for his mother or whoever's investigating it, whether or not we're going to see something come of this case. Okay, so this is a is this a murder case? Yes. Okay, because that's mm-hmm. I I don't know what this is about, but I'm just seeing murder. Um, yes. Oh. Was this a young boy, like four? No, um, young adult. Young adult. 20. I, I don't know why I was seeing a four-year-old or something. Um, no, maybe that murder. Maybe whoever murdered him murdered somebody four years old. I. I, I will say this is what I'm feeling. This is probably more for the family right now because what I'm feeling is to tell them not to they they need to just let the 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 police and the the system kind of work because they're i'm feeling like they need to be cautious about getting personally involved because there's danger with that i'm not connecting with this individual but i'm feeling this that needs to be told that as hard as this is they just need to kind of they need to stay in the background because there's still danger out there of people finding people that are kind of looking for things so it's kind of one of those just let the police do their work Okay. Eric, what are you getting? What's going on? What happened? Well, I can get the. Did he go missing? Yes, he, he go was missing. missing. Mhm. And they found him, and it was every every way of how they found him was very suspicious. And a girl mm-hmm. two days later went missing, and they haven't found yeah. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's, yeah. there's, um, and that that matches exactly what what you were saying, Michael. Because what Eric was sharing with me is, um, it's like a, what, who is responsible? And there may be more than one person responsible, or that that there might be one person, another one that knows, but there is danger. So there's something that's still occurring, and it seems like the police, um, because Eric's saying that this is active. And it's okay. I, there's another one, or there's somebody else that this may be connected to that has either gone missing and they found the body, and they don't know yep. who's responsible for it. A third. Okay. Oh my. Um, okay. Yes, that it would make sense. Okay. Um, now I don't have Caleb's energy here, and I asked Eric if he could bring Caleb in, and. I'm not getting him pulled right in to give you a direct message. And part of that is timing. And um, it might be for for Caleb's mother at the right time. But there's just, there's a focus on what Eric is saying is that he's okay. 
that he's okay. Um, his spirit is with family, um, helping comfort them more than anything. Um, there'll be a time when Caleb will be ready to communicate or when it's, it's more about family. It's not that Caleb can't, it's about family, but there'll be resolution to this inward, um, and care for yourself. Um, I keep getting, have faith, have faith, but there's, there's, um, somebody who's going to strike or want to strike again. And there's a sense of this person, person being caught. Well, what what's a four-year-old have? Is there a four-year-old that is in danger? Is a four-year-old that's been killed? I mean, is is there, is he is is he reincarnated that's, as a four-year-old? Is there, what is the, there's something is there. That a third, is no, that the um, third victim? No, I I have to oh, say because I Shelly, can I ask you something really quick? Yes. If you're open, um, when I was seeing a four-year-old, like I said, when they come in, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel. Th- th- all right, I'll just put it out there, and, uh, and if you're open for it, but I'm just feeling that somebody either lost a child, and that child would be four now, because I'm conf- I was confused at first because I was feeling a four-year-old. Did you mm-hmm. or somebody in your family lose a a birth or a pregnancy? Um, no, not that I know of. Okay. Could it be a third victim? No, no, no. This is not. This is connected. Uh, spirit yeah. just shows up to me, so I'm just feeling uh, the spirit of. Somebody who would be four right now. It's connected to you, Shelly. I lost my best friend almost four years ago. I don't want to make That's it all. fit because, like I said, I was feeling a four-year-old. Right. So it may not be connected to you. I know there's other people on the line. So right. let me just go ahead because I know there's other people listening. I'll just put this out because I, I, I don't want to push this young man aside. You just want his mother to know that there's nothing you could have done, and they're saying to quit blaming the doctors. There's nothing the doctors oh. could have done to prevent the loss of, of this child. All right. so this, and he's saying, because I feel male, and he'd be four years old, like, right around this time. So I'll just leave it no, at that. Okay. And that's just a message for the mother. That that maybe that's – well, I also do medium work, so maybe that's someone coming to me next. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. I love you. Because I, I love you, too. And I love you, Eric. I love you, Michelle. Michelle Gray at TheHealingArt.com. And Michael Christopher, MichaelChristopherMedium.com. You guys check them out. And Michael, Michelle, you guys hook up with me so we can figure out what the next step is going forward. Love you, guys. Sounds awesome. awesome. great. Thank you. Love you. Thank Night. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye.